Welcome to Your Birth Partners. We are here to break down barriers and cultivate community as we discuss issues that impact pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. We welcome you no matter what your background is and are so excited to learn together. Today, we have our very own in-house physician, Abby Dennis. You'll learn more about what drew Abby to this work, how she's pursuing it right now, and also you'll gain a greater understanding about the role that OBs play in healthcare, and especially when it comes to taking care of people during pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. On to the show. So Abby, hello. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. So we'd love to just, you know, kind of talk us, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know we've heard from you, you know, a little bit, but kind of more about, you know, what are your what are your qualifications, your alphabet soup behind your name? What does it all what does it all mean? Absolutely. Um, so qualifications. I'm a physician, which means after college I went to actually five, but four years of medical school <laughs> and a fifth year. That was more fun. Um, I after that actually did I knew I wanted to deliver babies. I thought I wanted to do that as a family physician. So I did a residency in family medicine, which is three years. Um with the intent that I was going to do a fellowship in, in just women's health care, but I realized through that process that I really like taking care of um, women who are pregnant, but also medically more complicated. So after a lot of discussion and debate, I actually switched fields and did a four-year residency in obstetrics and gynecology, which means four years in training in both of those fields. So learning how to deliver babies and also learning how to be a surgeon. Um, since that time, I've practiced in a couple different capacities. I've practiced as an academic OBGYN. I've practiced as a hospitalist slash laborist, meaning supporting midwives and physicians on labor and delivery and, and helping with, with births and, and with births that are more complicated. Um, and now I'm in my own practice with, with several partners. That's great. And so what, you know, what was the what brought you into this field? You've had quite a little, you know, journey throughout kind of figuring out where you wanted to settle within it. But what was that first, you know, inspiration? Yeah, I feel like that journey continues. Um, but I'll tell you that when I caught my first baby in medical school, I was completely hooked. I actually remember having, being on labor and delivery as a second year medical student, just sort of shadowing and watching because I wanted to see a baby born And I remember there was a complicated delivery of triplets and literally everybody in this academic teaching institution started gravitating towards the operating room where these babies were going to be delivered. And an OBGYN just tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, hey, have you actually seen a baby be born? And I was like, no. And she's like, you're going the wrong way. So she grabbed me and pulled me into the delivery, which was, I think, the fourth baby of one of her friends. And she Mm. put her hands on top of mine and she let me deliver well. (laughs) In retrospect, as an academic physician, I know I didn't really do much, but <laughs> in my brain at the time, she let me deliver a baby and it was beautiful and it was just such an awesome, powerful, magical moment. And I knew I wanted to do that. How I wanted to do that has <laughs> continued to evolve yeah. though. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. And I think it is like, you know, we talked about before, you know, we all have that kind of that, that calling, something that just hooks us and tells us that like, yes, this is absolutely where, you know it's our passion. It's what fires us up and and makes us want to have, have more, even though that changes as we, you know, as we grow through it. Um, and so, you know, you talked a little bit about going in, you know, different residencies and how do you feel like, had there been like certain defining 
things that have happened that really shaped your professional journey, like moments or, you know, experiences that kind of led you on this path? If you were, you know, if you were 20 years ago, you, you know, as a medical student looking again at all of that, what do you kind of think you would see? Sure. Um, I think there have been deliveries on the way that have certainly shaped the journey. I remember as I was really struggling to figure out if I had figured, you know, chosen the wrong path within medicine. Um, In the middle of my family medicine residency, I had a very challenging, (laughs) fairly traumatic delivery, a hard delivery, um, Mm. which really opened my eyes to the fact that I didn't have the full skill set that I wanted to to be able to deliver babies. Mm. Um, I think that was one of the things that really made me recognize that I wanted to push myself further and get more training so that I could help out situations where birth wasn't going exactly as planned. Um, I think another really like defining moment for me in terms of, of training and figuring out the skill set that I wanted um, came the first time I did a C-section on somebody who had pushed for six hours. It sounds really dumb, but I had only delivered babies as a family medicine physician. And I remember you know, when you start training as an OBGYN, you also do C-sections. And I, I remember the first C-section I did when somebody had essentially pushed too long, had, had really had obstructed labor and a baby that mm-hmm. wasn't going to fit. And I remember walking away from that delivery with a real recognition of how hard that C-section was and how if you push things too far in obstetrics, you actually can really put people at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of this, I think my own journey to motherhood has really shaped how I practice obstetrics, um, particularly in being very aware of um, what, you know, little things like having an IV placed in you know, the medical interventions of birth. I think I've tried really hard since then to think about what is necessary and what's not and how how can we be making this amazing life experience for women feel like such while also providing good care. Yeah. I I think that, I mean, that balance, obviously we're all, you know, we're all trying to kind of hit that magic, you know, mark kind of the Goldilocks, you know, piece of it where we're providing, you know, exactly the right amount of safety and support and guidance while still, you know, preserving as much of that really just kind of raw transracial power of birth as we can. And I love that you, you know, you talk about kind of the different trainings that you went through and how they prepared you because obviously in this, you know, in this industry, in this world, we need people who love taking care of, you know, really low risk, low intervention. They feel most at home, you know, in that kind of piece. And that's where, that's what just sets their heart on fire. Um, and we need people who are, you know, willing and able to do a tremendous amount of studying to really be experts in complicated you know, birth and to be able to help when things are not going right. And I love that you, in your, you know, personal journey, that you've been able to see kind of both, you know, both sides of that and and kind of grow within that piece of it. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, kind of, you've talked a little bit about your, your births and how they impacted it, but how do you feel like, do you feel like, like intuition, you know, plays a role in it versus kind of the book learning? How does those kind of go back and forth, you know, as you're practicing? I feel like the longer you do this and the better you get, the more intuition um, and like the art of medicine plays into things. I really do. 
believe that people who deliver babies really need a solid background and, and a background that relies on the expertise of people who have done this before us. Um, but I always laugh. I think that I, I think about, you know, the, the point in training where you're really like book smart and detail smart. And then the part in training, you just get to a point where you can sort of close your eyes and do it. And then I look at some of my more senior colleagues at people that have been doing this for a really long time. Mm. One of my partners in particular, she can just call things before they happen. You just, you get this real sense and I, I, I don't know, I, that comes with experience. Mm-hmm. So I do think intuition plays, plays a role. Yeah, I do. I think it's, as you said, obviously there's, you know, we all kind of go through these different transformations as we're, as we're practicing and each, you know, each birth that you get to be a part of certainly shapes, you know, your understanding of what birth can look like and what can happen. Uh, and that, you know, I think you get a lot of value between people who, are, you know, obviously paying attention to, you know, the best research and what is, you know, evidence-based care mm-hmm. showing us about stuff and then still remaining that, that you're there in the room and you're, you know, you're listening to what, you know, what you know and what, you know, what the patient's telling you, what, you, what your body's sure. telling you about what's going well, on. I think there's a real art to reading people, you know, to being able to meet people where they're at, <laughs> read them, yeah. figure out what their goals are and help them safely meet those goals. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so I think, you know, it's complicated as we're kind of getting, diving into what are all these different, you know, these different professions, kind of what is your role within, you know, within the birth world. Um, I think in an ideal world, you know, we have lots of people involved in the care of, you know, each person going through pregnancy and birth and postpartum because none of us can be (laughs) the one person for, you know, for anyone else. We really, we function best, you know, when we have that, that community, that village of support really surrounding someone. So can you just, you know, kind of talk a little bit more about the role of, you know, an OB within, you know, within birth. Sure. Um, so I think our role on, on in better day sometimes is to take care of, you know, the births that don't need as much intervention to be mm-hmm. there and, and to catch babies and to just get to celebrate in that moment with, with patients and their families. But we are also qualified to take care of women who become pregnant and have medical complications or women who suddenly develop a medical complication of pregnancy and need to be delivered, you know, falsely induced or have a C-section. We are the surgeons who do C-sections when, you know, labor arrests or there's an emergency that arises. Um, and we are often the endpoint of transfers of care. So, mm. you know, in situations where providers who do only vaginal birth have an emergency, we we are there to be the backup to do, you know, vacuum deliveries, forceps deliveries, C-sections, those things. Great. And then what are the, like, if you can speak to kind of the professional organizations that help to kind of, you know, guide or, you know, kind of lead your practice as, as an OB? Sure. I mean, American, I guess they call themselves the Congress now or, or college of OBGYNs. ACOG is really the national sort of governing bodies of OBGYN. And we're very lucky. Um, it's a very well-organized uh, group that, you know, provides literature and guidelines and really helps obstetricians 
practice practice well. Um, and they practice, they're hand in hand with the American Board of OBGYNs, which is the governing body that makes sure that we know the things we need to know to practice, and um, they take care of making sure that obstetricians are are certified. I think those are probably the biggest organizations within family physicians who deliver um, babies. There's American Academy of Family Physicians. It also is just a very mm. wonderful group that provides a lot of evidence-based information to physicians. Um, yeah. And then, so, you know, do they have kind of, you know, I know as a nurse, like there's code of ethics or kind of mission guiding principles, you know, how do they, how do you feel like that kind of gets pulled together um, for, you know, OBs kind of feel like they're practicing kind of in concert with, you know, a larger idea, or is that not present as much? I mean, it is. I, I think really just jumping back when you graduate from medical school, I think there's a real expectation and obligation that all of us practice evidence-based compassionate care and that you're always doing what's in the best interest of your patient, which can be sometimes a complicated thing to figure out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, during, we talked about like kind of during birth, the role you play, how does, you know, your role play out during pregnancy and then in the, in the postpartum period? So during pregnancy, we do multiple visits visits with patients where, you know, we do exams and counseling about what to expect and same postpartum. Um, there's been an effort for more postpartum care in the past few years, which is great um, because right now I think a lot of postpartum, um, I think we could step up how much postpartum medical care is provided to patients and support is provided just to new parents as they transition. Yeah, I think that's something we're definitely seeing, you know, internationally, but especially I think here in the U.S., there's a lot of groups that are starting to really work, you know, focus on that that fourth trimester period and how we can, you know, across several different disciplines really come together to provide a better a better postpartum experience, you know, for people that's more than just kind of a few touchstones, you know, here and there. All right. And so what do you, what do you feel like is the most challenging piece, you know, for your role? Sure. I think I struggle a lot with time. I struggle with um, having enough time with patients to, you know, not only make sure that I'm examining them and making sure their prenatal labs are right and that kind of stuff, but making sure that I'm really educating them, helping them make the best decisions, um, as those decisions relate to childbirth and and time to build the relationships that we need um, to make sure that we get patients trust going into the process of childbirth. That last one comes up a lot when we accept transfers of care as obstetricians, I think, Um, you know, I am sometimes the recipient of a patient who has been managed by their beloved midwife an entire pregnancy and then things Mm -hmm. aren't going well and it's very hard to step in and you know gain trust and get people to really believe that I'm making the next steps in care that are that are necessary um especially when things aren't going as planned yeah I do that's obviously it's a very that's a challenging situation, you know, to be in for, for everyone involved. And I think again, you know, in the, you know, the magic theoretical world, it would be great to have, you know, have people know kind of who the backup provider might potentially be. So you would have a chance to kind of already have a little bit of an, you know, established relationship when people aren't in a scary, you know, 
in pregnancy when something's suddenly going awry or in labor when, you know, if things have changed quickly, because um, it is, it's, it's a hard headspace from, you know, for the birthing person to all of yeah. a sudden just kind of pivot um, and, you know, and be accepting and trusting of someone else kind of coming into such a personal experience. And then I wanted to see, you know, what do you wish, you know, the birth community knew about, about OBs? You know, if you could kind of clarify, you know, misconceptions or, you know, something that you sometimes hear as, you know, issues that people have, what do you think? Most of us absolutely love what we do. Most of us love delivering babies. <laughs> Many of us had one or two delivery experiences that you know, sort of sealed our fate and made us realize that, you know, we really wanted to do this going forward. Um, probably really important to point out that we also don't like love doing C-sections. <laughs> um, that's not really how most of us get our jam. Um, I think that's all. Yeah. That's great. And then what do you see kind of like the future of this role? You know, do you see um, anything changing with it over the next, you know, several years? Why would someone want to kind of pursue becoming an OB at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I'm not going to be surprised if at some point there are obstetricians and gynecologists, people mm. that um, practice one or the other. Um, but I don't see the field changing tremendously. Um, I am hopeful that within the field, we are able to move forward and make some changes that allow us to still be providing really safe and evidence-based care for, for patients, but also um, or, and also, you know, make changes so that we are able to reduce, you know, morbidity and mortality, which mm. is far too high in, in obstetrics in, in this country. Absolutely. Um, I'd like us to see, I'd like to see us cut down our C-section rate. And I think this podcast will probably, hopefully, <laughs> you know, at some point go into sort of why, why that is. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, OBs, you know, are responsible for, is it 95%, 98% of births in, in our country? You know, obviously the vast, vast majority, you know, are cared for by OBGYNs um, and then, you know, smaller amounts by, you know, family physicians and midwives, um, sure. you know, from there. But I think obviously because of that, you know, there's this, this great platform, this tons of exposure, you know, to making, to making changes, you know, to helping to solve some of these issues that we, you know, we continually see um, are ending up with, you know, outcomes that aren't as desirable and, you know, higher, um, you know, morbidity and mortality rates than, than we want to see. And so I think, you know, coming together so that you can, you know, highlight some of your experience. And as we, you know, get into some of these topics and we're bringing in guests and other people who have, you know, experience within that, to share kind of, you know, best practices and what you're seeing that has worked, you know, to help mitigate some of those issues and how we can kind of help, you know, spread and make some change. And I think it's important to acknowledge there's not an easy or necessarily universal fix to some of these mm. problems. So I think that, um, yeah. And it's a hard part, right? It would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we would all love to have like the one thing we could do that just like, yes, that would, that would turn this all on its head and everything, you know, everyone would have great, you know, experiences and everything would just be, you know, just flow. Um, but we also know that, you know, that's not life, you know, because things constantly come up and birth is certainly, you know, one of the most unpredictable, you know, pieces of that. That's, you know, things are going to, you know, change throughout pregnancy and birth that, that alter from kind of what the 
the goal or the the hoped plan for was. Um, but first exercise in parenthood, right? <laughs> exactly, it's true. Um, and you know, there's there's so much we could do in terms of providing you know support uh, to you know people while they're in birth, though, and and to each other because this is hard. Yeah. It's hard work to be involved in, and it's hard to constantly deal with something that is that is changing and so much you know out of our our control that has such high stakes um, yeah. at the same time attached to it. So I look forward to kind of seeing, hearing more from you and, you know, other OB colleagues that's going to share, you know, share your experiences and make moves. Okay. I'm excited to be part of it. Thank, Thank you so you. much for sharing. Appreciate it, Abby. Thank you for tuning in to Your Birth Partners. We love to talk birth and would love to talk about it with you. Please join the conversation by finding us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, where your birth partners on all platforms, or comment on our show notes blog at yourbirthpartners.org. We would especially love to hear from any of our OB colleagues out there about their experiences and, and challenges that they're facing. And we would also love to have particular questions you have about interacting with OBs during birth care. Till next time.